Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Podcasting from the Pacific Northwest, the caffeine and Sasquatch capital of the world, and home to the world's biggest Highland Games fans, this is Fork Talk. Will you fight? A podcast about all things Highland Games heavy events, competitive throwing, and the greatest sporting event ever invented on God's green earth, Sheaf. And now, here are your hosts, Big Daddy and Hoss. But they'll never take our freedom! you down so please don't turn me off because fork talk nation really really wants their big daddy and hawk <laughs> uh. uh, oh yeah george michaels uh. the 80s bam, bam, bam. coming back of course this song is appropriate because the title of it is freedom freedom and we love freedom we do uh, in all of its forms. Which is why we don't wear underwear. <laughs> this is true. Pretty much. This is true. Freedom comes in all kinds of forms. Freedom that you want, freedom that you don't want, actually. Yeah. Sometimes freedom can be choosing not to have it. Freedom could be the freedom of choice to choose not to have freedom. This is true. Isn't that what you just said? That's right. Pretty much. You did, but I think you said it better, Big Dad. I think I did as well. Speaking of which... I'm wearing a thong. Are you? Yes. Nice. That's not freedom. Well, actually, it started out as boxers. Okay. Now it's a thong. <laughs> um, I uh, I gotta say, it's really nice to be across from you once again. Uh, yeah. As opposed to behind you. <laughs> hey, now. It's nice to see your face as opposed to the top of your head. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Oh, <laughs> uh, welcome to Fork Talk. Welcome back. Episode... 22. 22. Dosakis. Do- that's what you said for 21, I think. Yeah, I think I was wrong in 21. <laughs> Dosakis is 22. What is it? I don't know. Cole, do you have Spanish? Bechi dos. Bechi dos. Bechi dos. Who knows? Anyways. Goddamn episode 22. Sure. Who are you? If you're Mexican, you ain't listening anyway. I'm the big daddy. You are. And I am Haas. Welcome to Fork Talk. One and only. We have uh, a number of our staff here. We have our um, producer, Candy Asparinkos. Hello, folks. <laughs> I missed uh, that. <laughs> De- Devilange, hopefully on her way. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Big Daddy's the best in bed, always. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you channel her. We got intern Slim Jim. Hola, El Guapo. Hola, El Guapo. He was Guapo. looking at me when he said that. Yeah, yeah I hope so. Uh, shouts to our security uh, rhino on the border. Our chief scientific officer, Dr. Noisewater Ken Beck. The official cartoonist, Matt Thompson of Vargas Highlander. Our roving reporter, the international man of mystery, Miles Wetzel. And our official historian, who I got to spend a lot of time with recently, and I get—I got to tell you, I'm better for it. No, me too, actually, because uh, we competed to get uh, with each other in Inuqua. 
You did. Yeah, that's right. I loved him, and I saw him then the week, the week or two after that, and uh, and then saw him in Scotland. Roger Saunders, yes, the man, and of course our number one fan, Audrey Rose Walker. Hi, Audrey. Audrey, there could be a lot of earmuffs in this uh, show, <laughs> yeah. so make sure you're prepared so, to yeah. cover those ears. Big Jim Walker, get those earmuffs ready, buddy. That's right. I think Big Jim Walker needs to listen to this episode first <laughs> without Audrey. That's a good idea. Website, www.fork-talk.com. Facebook, Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Haas. Sponsor shout. Sponsor shout. Yes, sir. We got our sponsor shout, of course, the Venerable Mattress Ranch. And they are pleased to announce a new and improved mattressranch.com. The new site sucks 87.7% less than the old one and 100% less than every other mattress website. Seriously, look at it. I'm going to tell you right now, Hoss, that is one good site. Yep, look at it. It's awesome. We all know that you need good good night's sleep to perform your best. You've been in a cheap motel before games and you woke up stiff sore and through like crap i love that pregnant pause mm-hmm. don't do that every day stop by one of mattress ranch stores in washington or alaska or mattressranch.com and get yourself a good bed and have a good night sleep that's right well done thank you well done you know because good night's sleep is very important it is you know and i t- i speak from experience yes you do because i like to sleep i like my nighty night sleep yes you know and sometimes I don't always get that sleep because certain people, they like to wake me up to sex me up. Is that right? Yep. Like You're talking time, about your right hand? No, I was talking about the time you and I spent the weekend together in uh, our last Island Games. Yes. You would not keep your filthy hands off me. Well, how can you lay off the national treasure? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I turned the air conditioner up so high that you're just looking for someone to snuggle with. Probably. That's true. I'm, tr- I'm freezing my butt off there. <laughs> That's for sure. Hey, we have got a hell of a show for you. Oh, yeah. We got one hell of a show. We got ourselves, of course, pop culture and current events. Indeed we do. We've Including the vote. Oh, yeah. The vote. The biggest vote that doesn't affect anyone here at all. (laughs) That's true. But it's huge. But it is big. It is absolutely big. We're going to talk about the vote. We're going to talk about Pleasanton. We're going to talk about the Masters World Championships in Scotland. Yeah, we'll be spending about three seconds on that. (laughs) We've got the great Caber debacle of 2014 that is uh, the nation really wants to talk about. I'm sitting on the edge of my seat for this one because I'm going to tell you, Austin and I talked a little bit about it, but there's a lot of good stuff for that. We've got uh, some field interviews galore. Just a hint, Haas has an interview with the one, the only, the only Alistair Gunn. My man. Oh, my goodness. That's a yeah, good one. That's a great interview. And, of course, we've got something unusual. We've got one hell of a sultry interview. Ooh, a sultry interview. Sultry, huh? yes. Huh. Tales of ribaldry. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, I'm all a flutter. Yes. Um, and uh, looking forward to that. That's going to be fantastic. Media, I can't wait, as a matter of fact. So, uh, anyway, I'm so excited about our uh, <laughs> our dribbledry or whatever you called it. It's ribaldry. Our, uh, our likes on Facebook are up. You know yeah, that? It's time for shouts. That's true. I we know sh- that. You know what? We stand on, on the guy. shoulders of giants. It's you, the problem because... You were giving me shit about this, and then you don't do it. Because you knocked me off my game. Oh, my gosh. You knocked me off my game. Okay. okay, I'm That's really like, sorry. A coach doesn't go to a major league pitcher just before the game and say, hey, you know what? You need to throw that ball across the plate. <laughs> okay, because the dude knows it. 
So, of course, you know, we got Hoss just to tell me, you know, Jay, you need to read this when you do that. On the show sheet where it says Jay, that's yeah, you. That's you. And uh, when it says, when you run out of stuff to say on page one, you need to flip it to page two. <laughs> yeah, fucking moron. Well, let's start again. Have a nice little sip of your cider. All right, hang on. This is, and this is, isn't one of our sponsors, but I'm sure they would love to be. This is, uh, was it Smith? Uh, it was something hard cider. Smith and Forge hard cider. Right. Real hard. Because it's made real like hard. Me, but not very sweet. Like me. Just like you. Exactly. Okay. Now you can start over. Sorry about that, Fork Talk Nation. Here we go. Sorry. Back underway. Here we go. However, we must start with shout outs. You know, Brett, we we stand on the shoulders of giants. We do, Big Daddy. We we do. We've got um, likes on Facebook. We are up to 693. Hey, seven seven short of the big 700. Fork Talk Nation, get on it. Do some sends to your friends to get some more likes i want at least 700 by the next podcast and a thousand by the end of the year i'm gonna have a thousand that's for sure um some of the recent shouts to these very important new fork talk nation members Corey swanson Corey dimebag swanson <laughs> Jer- do you know him yeah okay yeah is that, is that his nickname, that's his nickname. Yeah. okay uh jeremy robinson jeremy crack pipe robinson <laughs> TJ, this is a good name, TJ Thunder Warner. No, it's not TJ Thunder Warner because Thunder is the one and the only, the Canadian legend. Ray Shahabitz. Ray Thunder Shahabitz. So TJ, change your name. I'll help you with it. How about this? TJ Eight Ball Warner. How about that? TJ Blue Ball Warner. Okay. I like it. Daniel Howe. Daniel and Howe. (laughs) Uh, Damian Fisher. Damien King Fisher. Nice. And Jim Fox. Jim 70s Fox. Nice. Very good. Very good. Foxy Fox. Hey, so on the old Toonie box for some recent banter, Big Daddy. Yes, sir. uh, First of all, I got a um, shout from Jim Morrison. I am so fucking excited about this. Are you? I'll tell you why. Because not only has he been dead for the better part of 30 years... He was in charge of the doors. <laughs> That's right. And now he's talking to you. And he's talking to us on the Toonie Box. Jim has said, listen, can you give us a shout? Shout <laughs> for what you say? Uh, well, if you know this song and you know Fork Talk, you yep. know what it is. Nobody lightweights a guy. Nobody lightweights a guy. Nobody to throw with. No, because nobody likes them. Nope. Nope. They got little hands. And tiny and little feet. Tiny little feet. <laughs> they walk around telling great big lies about their PRs because they don't really have them. <laughs> and tiny little feet. Yes. So They're, they're always on a diet because they don't eat meat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Lie, wait. I don't want no pasta. Uh-uh. <laughs> want no pudding. Oh, no, no, no pudding. Don't want no lie. Weights around me. No, we don't. No, we don't. The SAAA Lightweight World Championships in Tucson, Arizona is coming up November 1st and 2nd. And, of course, Jim, actually a uh, great listener and supporter of everything. He's and got a really cool cowboy hat he wears. He does. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, and he said, will you mind a shout? And I said, of course, we'll have fun with it. Absolutely. Um, and it's hosted by the Tucson Celtic Festival. So it's at the same time as a normal festival is. Hmm. And the, what's cool about this is they've got to, the top four from the European Lightweight Championships that are coming in oh. uh, from that uh, competition in Hungary that so they had. So this is a real world championship. Yeah, I think he's kind of saying, listen, yeah. they've had the championship before. And obviously, it's been a bunch of great throwers. But he's been able to get a bunch of Europeans in so that you've got a full complement. So he's got the defense. Defending world champion, which of course is uh, Jeffrey Thornton that we love. My man. And the champions for the Master um, World Championship lightweight class, right? So it's the first real one. Past years have um, been pretty much all Americans, and this one's got some international stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I and, think that's pretty cool. And you know what I also was looking at? He sent me some bio stuff on it, Big Daddy. Yeah. But m- most of the world record holders are cr- that currently have the world records for the, for the lightweights are going to be on this field. Uh-huh. Um, you've got uh, Jacob Nickel from Arizona, Jeff Thornton uh, from Washington. Our homeboy. Uh, yep. Uh, he was the 2013 champ, and he has, I think, the maybe the WOB um, world record yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, pretty sure he does. He has and, something else, too. And, and, what's, and what's that? that? Candy, Candy sprinkles. sprinkles. He and his wife, Lindsay, had a new baby recently, so congratulations. Ah, I didn't know that. You know, she's so cute when she talks like that. I know. It's hard to tell her to shut up. I <laughs> know. I don't want to say nothing. <laughs> uh, John Oden uh, from Washington will be there. He uh, used to be a pro. Yep. Max, and he decided to get anorexic. And now he's anorexic. That's true. Max eat Shank. something, John. Please eat something. I know. Please. Um, Max Shank from Ooh, California. Like that. That's a name right there. Max Shank. Uh, John Dalen or Dalen. From Minnesota, USA. Garrett Middleton from Montana, USA. Um, Luke Lomsdalen, again, another Washington local for us, USA. Wearing his white sunglasses. Uh, Torsten Hulsman. From Germany. From Germany. He was first in the 2014 IHGF Lightweight Euro Championships in Hungary. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And Mark Howe of Florida is going to be He's there. He's actually a master, Mark Howe is. Oh, really? He is. Yeah. Cool. Brian McLean from Canada. Uh, so we got a Canuck in there, which is good. Uh, Conan Quinn from Scotland. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about this, so he was like the 17-year-old junior champion um, a few years ago. I believe he's going to be maybe 21 or 22 at the most huh. when he competes here. So he's a young kid yeah. out of Scotland, but a uh, really good thrower. Dale Andrew from Canada. Well, when they start when they're two years old, I mean, they got kind of a leg up. You know right. It's like being in Minnesota and starting high, uh, ice hockey when you're like, you know, just to be able to walk, put skates on the kid. That's exactly what I was thinking about, and being this, in Minnesota playing ice hockey. Because it really translates so well as well in the Highland Games. The reference was similar to the fact that they start early. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you that. Uh, Dale Andrew from Canada. Harry Hancock. Oh, no, that's exciting. Harry Hancock from Scotland. That's exciting because remember back in the 80s when he did all those really cool music stuff and he, he played <laughs> the synthesizer? <laughs> this is actually his this is actually his his uh um cousin harry hancock oh, not herbie guys sorry <laughs> i get the two mistaken yeah. all the time uh, i'm sure they look nothing alike lucas prethaller prethenthaller prethenthaller it's actually he's from austria so it's lucas prethenthaller uh, get to the job get to the job i'm the 2014 ig ihgf lightweight euro hungary champion that's right third place it's from austria um, oh, are you making fun of the players? Uh, not at all. Steven, and and then finally Steven Dimitri, Dimitrika. Is that is Dimitria? That a, Dimitria? Sure. From Romania. Romania. 
second in that uh, IHG of lightweight. So good luck to them. Good luck to you, Jim. Thanks for the shouts on yeah. that. And um, you know what, Jim? What you can do to thank us is send us both complimentary hats, just like yours. Oh, bingo! Because those are pretty fancy looking. I like that. Hat pretty cool. Yeah. All right, I like it. Or maybe just one for me. All right. Hey, Seven uh, and a quarter. Um, another recent bantering that we got to talk about, and it's gonna it's gonna do a little bit here is Pleasanton, the P Town, P Town, P Town, P Town, P Town. Our favorite time of year. And this is gonna be interesting to see how this goes. But basically, what I've got, Big Daddy, is um, some interview stuff from the field, some musings from the field, and I want to get your feedback on them. Yes, because uh, unfortunately, some of our uh, listeners may not may not know this, but I didn't get to go to Pleasanton this year. You did not, and that will be yeah. evident when you listen to this first clip, which we're going to go to uh, right now. I was invited, but work happens. Here it is. All right, Fork Talk Nation, it's Haas. I am on remote. I am in Pleasanton, California. Cue the sad music. Why sad? Why sad on such a glorious, sunny, clear-skied afternoon near the grandstands on day two of Pleasanton, Sunday, waiting for the big event to start kicking off? That's because I'm alone. I'm alone in my thoughts, in my tears, in my, well, just a big open hole in my heart. Why is that? Maybe did I compete poorly in the first half of the day? No, actually not so bad. Am I concerned about any health issues like a torn muscle or any kind, uh, ripping the handle off it this weekend? No. No? Could it be that Kenny Sprinkles and I got in a fight and my son, intern Slim Jim, won't listen to me and do anything I ask? No, actually just the opposite. Why is it that I'm so sad on this day? Because Big Daddy is not here. Big Daddy is not here. And to kick it off, who more appropriate to talk about what it's like and how great Pleasanton can be without Big Daddy around is the one, the only, Bill Stillwell. Bill, how are you? I'm doing just fine, Big Hoss. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I was just kicking this off to say how bad I felt there's an open hole in my heart because my heterosexual life partner Jay Big Daddy O'Neill's not here and yet somehow he's been missed and yet not missed we all love Big Daddy and we've missed him terribly I mean our, our hearts bleed for him down here in California but you know he's doing God's work God bless America um, I don't think we had any you know uh, stands tall enough for him to stand up to you know be as tall as the rest of us <laughs> true this is true um we also there was uh, the usual banter amongst the uh, masters you know giving of grief but it actually was diminished in some way because he was not there to contribute that's true, uh, and since he has, uh, you know, alienated the forty forty nine group and got old, right? Went to the Legends class, <laughs> the Ben Gay Club. I like that. That's very good. Um, I, I'm graduating Ben Gay Club next year, so. Oh, that's the big news, yeah. right? Let's yeah, because and Jay's gonna hear this for the first time when I put this together. So you can announce right now what kind of ass whooping you're gonna give him when you hit the fifties. Well, it shouldn't be too hard. I mean, you know, I, I think, what, what's his best weight over bar? 11 feet, maybe? <laughs> wow. 
He knows you too well, Big Daddy. <laughs> I love you, Big Daddy. He's been practicing his sling, side sling. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching Mark Wechter this weekend, and he's preparing for the Master Worlds, and it's like he's kind of got the sling going on, and I'm thinking might be able to use my levers on that and go a little bit higher. Oh, so you're thinking about trying that out? No, it just sounded good. <laughs> All right, very good. Very good. So um, how has your weekend been? This has been an awesome weekend. It hasn't been too hot, uh, according to, you know, uh, previous years where we've had some of those 100, 110-degree days. We've had a nice cool breeze kind of keeping us down there. And uh, overall, I finished fourth uh, this year in the 40-49, and being the oldest guy in the uh, group, that was a solid performance for me, so I was happy. Hell of a solid performance, because you got great throwers in that. You got Ken Lother, yes. who's... Is he in first right now? Did, did he finish first? I think he did win it, yes. Okay. Which, uh, much to Mark's dismay. Did Mark come in second, do we know? Or is in it's been a tight, Fort, Fort Talk Nation, it's been a tight race all, all weekend. Ken, former pro, great master's thrower. Um, Corey Brizendine, a new, just turned 40, so a young guy, but powerful. And then Mark Wechter, who's established himself as one of the better throwers in the country. And it was tight for all three of them, yes? Yeah, I think Mark may have ended up third based upon Caber. I think there Because there was a tie in points and he lost on Caber. I believe so. It, it, we'll find out here in a little bit when we get the results, the official results, but I believe that's what it was, yes. And the Caber yesterday was so tight because it was, uh, it was a long stick, but not necessarily too heavy. So it was more of an accuracy thing. It was a shoot-off, basically. And there was a lot of near 12s. And our judge, who's not very tall, had a little issue, I think, getting exactly right on that. He did okay, but there was a little bit of dissension in the how accurate were the 12s, 1155s, etc. What's your opinion? Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have to tell you, Dave, our judge, uh, has been uh, a very forgiving judge. Um, he has given the benefit of the doubt to the athletes on a whole bunch of stuff and he's been consistent throughout so it's not um you know the caber is just so subjective it's tough and you know what he does the best he can and you know we just got to do what we got to do and move on throw better okay so let's get something more important something very important is happening this afternoon the in 149 years finally I'm going to say this with hushed tones because Donald Denny is still looking for Conway to kick his ass. But we're going to watch Sheaf in the main grandstands today. The pros are throwing 20-pound Sheaf. And someone made that 20-pound Sheaf, a special one just for this event. And that said, someone was? Uh, that would be me, Bill Stilwell. And I uh, was asked by Steve Conway to uh, put together a special Sheaf just for this competition. And uh, it is uh, 20 pounds, one ounce, officially weighed. Uh, it is uh, a, a black burlap shell wrapped in a paracord uh, of blue, white, and silver. And then there's a, uh, the new San Francisco Caledonian Club's uh, logo uh, is ironed on in dead center. So it's a really pretty bag. Uh, but now I'm hearing that uh, they're going to give uh, the pros a choice between the Pleasanton bag 
or the SHA bag that they have. It's a little bit smaller. It's a, you know, kind of a, a little uh, uh, compact, uh, you know, round thing. So, you know, if they throw mine, great. But I, I, something just occurred to me that uh, our Fork Talk Nation might not be aware of, but there was a special fork that was uh, made for today's competition that won't be used, but will be signed by all the pros uh, to be given to Sean Betts, uh, you know, for his retirement this year. And uh, that was made by uh, Kel Mulry. That's right. Good point. I saw this fork, okay? So knowing Kel, he said, Brett, you want to see it? So he took me behind the woodshed, <laughs> and he let me get my hands on this thing. And it is gorgeous. It's absolutely beautiful. It's got a California theme to it with the, with the California flag and star, and uh, it's signed by all the pros, and it's, uh, it's got the Caledonian uh, year and Sean's name on it and his info. It's sweet and really nice tines. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's one thing about Cal. He, he gets the tines. He grinds them down nice and sharp, and so they're real springy. Uh, gets those uh, the three tine ones just nice and compressed, so they're they're really narrow and close together. But uh, this particular thing, apparently, Kel and Sean at some game in the last ten or twelve years or whatever had a discussion about Bigfoot, and there's a nice little emblem down near the, the that has been tacked on there of Bigfoot, and it, it's kind of cool. It's a different thing you don't see on uh, forks. It, you know, it'd kind of get in the way, but yeah, it's cool. Yeah, the medallion is very cool. It's got Sasquatch on it. We're big fans of Sasquatch in the Pacific Northwest, the home of Fork Talk, and uh, I'm looking forward to its presentation and the flying. I'm going to just sit in the stands because I don't really care to go after the competition stuff this afternoon, and I'm just going to talk about Sheaf, which is pretty much what I love doing. Are you going to have enough to talk about? Because Sheep's only going to be a very small part of this afternoon's fun. God damn you, Bill Stillwell. <laughs> it's everything. It's everything. All right. Love you All guys. Right. Later. Thanks for joining me. Okay. So, Big Daddy, there you go. Stillwell, here, given grief. You're not here. It just doesn't work. Um, so, cue the... Uh, soft and sad music again. Uh, I think I'm going to say, I'm not sure what song it best uh, represents this feeling. Um, could be, you've lost that love and feeling. Could be, uh, oh, where, oh, where has my big daddy gone? Oh, where, oh, where could he be? Oh, where, oh, where could my big daddy be? I don't know, but I want him back here, my heterosexual life partner. <laughs> okay, we out. I'll be back later with some more interviews and discussions. Okay, we back. We back into his eight. Big Daddy, what do you think about that? I'll tell you what, that Bill Stillwell, I'm going to reach up and punch him in his mouth. <laughs> you going to throat punch him? Yeah. <laughs> yep. It won't be hard. Either. I, I gotta tell you the bag. Got a neck like a I gotta tell you that bag he made specific for the sheep competition. Mm -hmm. Really pretty. I heard that. You're really telling me pretty. about it. Yeah. It was. It had the. It had the Caledonia Club logo in it on the mm -hmm. side, and uh, I spent most of the morning beating the living crap out of it with a sledgehammer. No, you were doing that for a reason. So our, our, our fans know this, right? Yeah. So 
we've talked about this before, but when you get a brand new sheaf bag, the sheaf bag is quite stiff. Yeah, and it's not ready to throw. It's not ready to throw, and, and it'll be poor. And, and so they were going to just go with it. And I said, this is too important to have this bag not be ready to go. I mean, we got to have at least some decent heights here. Because yeah, they'll hang up They'll hang up on the fork. Yeah, so I'm like, why don't you just run over it, as you heard? And then, um, But I was just beating on it all day long, trying to soften up. And mm-hmm. then uh, I uh, asked Kel if I could borrow his fork which he was kind enough to do. And uh, I then stuck some holes in it and started throwing it in between uh, sessions just to get it some air and get it flying a bit. And uh, and then uh, in the end, the bastards didn't use it. No. Uh, because they brought in another bag that they had, and it, was, it had been used a bunch, and they used that instead. Well, I think we need to say that when we say the bastards didn't use it, I think it's not the bastards. There were people who wanted to and people who didn't yeah yeah i mean you know? i don't i don't mean that derogatorily right. they just i i really felt like hey use the bag that's on the field you don't need to introduce another bag right but they did anyway right. and i'm like all right whatever but and i yeah. felt bad only because you know bill spent a ton of time and effort building a bag just for the event just and, for the game and, just and, for this game just for this game yep. and so they didn't use it but yeah. anyway it was glorious and as you could hear everybody missed you yeah well you know what i tell you i i I missed everybody too because I mean I had to work that weekend and all I could think about was man I because I, you know we always talk about Pleasanton yeah you know Pleasanton for us is like the throwers heaven it's our Super Bowl it's the end of the end of the year a lot of times you know the games I throw at I only throw to make marks so that I can get into Pleasanton you know or compete be able to compete in Pleasanton right so and this was going to be my first year in the fifties class and I was going to be competing against Kamal Ray and a host of other throwers who I like you yep. know and uh, and you know, as as you as everyone knows, it didn't happen, and so it was kind of sad. Yeah, yeah, like Fork Talk Nation. If you didn't hear, like Big Daddy found out literally Thursday, the day before we're leaving for Pleasanton, that he was not going to be able to go because of a work um, security emergency type thing that he has as a part of what he does, and he just couldn't leave. Yep. So we had so. to make alternate plans. It was not fun. The good, the, the, I mean, the good news of the whole thing, if there wasn't a good news, was that, you know, at least you got to take uh, your wife and, and, and Cole got to go with you and enjoy Pleasanton like we do. and Yeah. So that was cool. And what was funny about that, Big Daddy, was so the first day, Steph stays in bed and is going to come over later in a taxi. Cole decides to get up early and go with me to the field. And we're at the field. He's hanging out with me while I'm getting ready. And then he goes to go check out the grounds. And, of course, you and I have been talking about this forever. Like, it's the biggest mm-hmm. show you've ever seen. It's yeah. massive. Intern Slim Jim goes for a walk. And literally, not, I didn't even get a event done. And he comes over, and he's hanging out. And I'm like, hey, you're, why are you back? He's like, well, what? I, I saw it all. Yeah. And I'm like, you did? And he's like, it's just here. It's all clans. It's just clans. And I'm like, it is? No. <laughs> did you go over there? And he's like, yeah, it's just clans. And then I'm like second guessing myself. I'm like, what? What? Do you, like maybe you and I, because we just think it's so amazing, and we're only between the fields and the and the beer garden in between. We're like, maybe it's not as big as we thought it was, right? And then later, um, when Stephanie shows up, Candy takes him and some friends out to go take a look, and then the the teenager is shown what, of course, the teenager didn't look. Yeah. And the rest of it. And it's massive. 
And then funny thing is, is you and I didn't even know how big it was. I did, had we, no idea. You know, we never have time to go. Every up. single pavilion is full yeah. of vendors. It yeah. was, it's insane. It was impressive. It's yep. insane. All right. Well, listen. So I've got a couple other clips here that I think you're going to want to hear and comment on because, okay. as we know, for the first time in 149 years, even though Donald Denny was trying to haunt us on it, Sheaf was thrown on that field, and I had I was live down on the field. And doing some uh, radio stuff, and you and I want you to to uh, hear it, and then give me some feedback. Cool. Don't All right. Really, yeah. We out. So it's Candy Sprinkles and Slim Jim, and we're here at the Pleasanton Highland Games. The pros are warming up for the first ever U.S. Championship. Sheaf toss. It's going to be pretty big for Pack Nation. In the Pleasanton Games. At the Pleasanton Games. I mean, this has never before happened. It's hot. I want to go swim. It's hot. It's very hot. Yeah, you, you went the did a little swimming last night? I went swimming last night. And then we went in the hot tub. That was fun. Yeah, the hot tub's always fun. And then we ordered, which is probably the biggest pizza I've ever seen in history it was like it was huge it's like if you took eight of big daddy's heads and put them all in a pizza box that's how that's how big it was it was a giant yeah okay so we're just waiting for Haas he was uh, finishing up his competition and the pros are roaming up and we will see you soon candy sprinkles out slim jim out all right fork talk nation Haas is here. I'm done with competition off the field. It's hot as heck out there. Pleasanton. Uh, and I am flanked by two members of the staff. I've got Candy Esparrinkles. And I have intern Slim Jim to my right. And on the fairground field, on the main track, competed for the first time in 149 years is Sheev. Um so a couple things, you two. First of all, there's a lot of skepticism about this down on the field, okay? And that's because we got some Europeans, right? Craig Sinclair, who just cleared 24 feet, thinks, like some Scotsmen, that this is an unhonorable sport. And I, and I told him, this should be as close to your heart as Kaber. I agree. And so... Um, they have chosen, they've got a 20-pound bag. They had two options. Bill Stilwell made a beautiful bag, but it didn't get worked in enough, and it's a little bit bigger than they wanted, so they're going to go with this other one. It's a red, uh, squarish bag made, um, I think, by um, Saunders, by uh, Roger's brother. And um, they are at 24 feet as the opening height. The, uh, the crowds, because it's towards the end of the day, they got done with their caber and they thinned out a bunch. But they're still here. You can hear them getting into it. And we're only at 24 feet and this is just gonna keep getting better. Um, we are, um, who's up here? Jake Sullivan. Jake Sullivan's gonna spin. Oh, he's not. He just went sideways on it and he up and over at 24 easy. They're too good to spin. What? I can't believe you just said that. Oh yeah? Okay, wait a minute. So I'm, I'm here with Nick Hannock. We are at 30 feet. They went 24, 27, 30. Um, how are you feeling about getting in on this sheaf? Oh man, I love it. I love my chances right now. 
There's some big Dan McKim just goes over. Very nice. There's some heavy hitters here, but yeah. nothing wrong with taking a shot at 33, something fancy. Yes. Take away a W. What do you think about the uh, the Europeans, primarily Sinclair and the Brit, you know, calling it, you know, bogus event? Can me, this is the best event. I know. This is the this is the you know sheaf tossers are the real stars of the Highland Games. True, true. And 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 how how uh, distraught have you been that Big Daddy has not been here to? Uh, honestly, you on? honestly, it's uh it's probably the reason that I didn't win the pro class. Really? Yeah. I yeah. mean, like ended up like sixth or seventh. Yeah. But I mean, Big Daddy's support is is definitely worth at least five or six spots. Yeah. So so I mean, really, I just blame him. You can, yeah. Although you had an amazing caber turn, I did to to get fourth, right? Yeah, overall fourth in the uh, U.S. Championship caber, which was fun. That's fantastic. Yeah, That's good. Not work. many, not many people can say they they've beaten Dan McKim and caber even once. You know what I'm impressed? I'll take with? that one to my grave. I've been impressed with Sebastian. He has been actually good form on this, even though they mm -hmm. don't know anything about it. So, so for right. example, look at Ryder using the tines of his three time into the dirt yeah you know i want to go over just, there and stab him yeah with it. that's poor <laughs> that's poor etiquette well, he just doesn't know any better yeah, it's like we gotta have a master class right. right. oh man it's it's tough it's or we tough can watching, or, or we can ask the we can ask the, the senior um uh expert here sean betts we can there have him he's the only one who probably go there and Absolutely. kick him in the ass right? exactly i mean he's got seniority on everybody you right. know exactly so okay sebastian he has a first attempt at 30 feet he scares me I love. Oh, 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 man! I mean, he's so strong. Made, if he just understood the yeah, levers, I made a joke. This. I was like, Jesus, he's the he's the strongest man on the planet. I bet. And they're like, Nope, second. <laughs> he took second at the Metrics World's Strongest Man. I know. <laughs> like, I know. like five years ago, I was like, Fair enough, second strongest. I mean, whatever. It's, well, yeah. I think I'm ranked too, somewhere around a million. <laughs> Good to see you, Nick. When are you up? Uh, you up next. Soon? Okay, Nick's up next. Sean Betts is up. This is, again, as I said, uh, Fork Tuck Nation, an important day. Sean Betts uh, is uh, uh, in one of his last pro competitions here. Uh, at least, um, you know, he may not be done this year, but he's just um, really been an amazing uh, um, contributor to the sport, an amazing gentleman competitor, um, just, just really a, a big inspiration to everybody. He's got a long three-time fork, and he launches it up and over. Yes. Attaway Sean. Attaway Sean. Well done. Well done. I'm going to see if I can get a, get an interview. Sean, can I get an interview? Sure. All right, everybody. I'm here with Sean Batts. He just went over 30 feet. Very nice. How long have you been using three-time? For about 15 years. Really? Yeah. And uh, have you ever done two, like early on? Maybe? I tried it first year but I switched to three you just get more surface area yeah more push on it more control right so Nick Hannock just misses off to the left hand side what about this bag compared to that other black one that was on offer that you like better uh, I really like it it's more compact you can get a bit of bigger swing because it's smaller the other one is uh, a little bit longer so you would hit the ground if you tried to stay too long right so I really like this bag. It's a nice bag. What's your PR for this event in the 20 pound? 34 feet. 34. All right. Yeah. You got 34 in you today? I think so. All right, brother. We'll go for it. All right. Thanks All for right. talking to us. No problem. Thank you. Oh, baby. That was Sean Betts on Fork Talk. Up next, uh, has the, uh, Steve, has the ghost of Denny found you yet? <laughs> no, it has not. Okay. <laughs>
I'm still nervous, though. Okay. Still nervous. <laughs> See, heard it from the man's mouth himself, Steve Conway. Nervous about Denny showing up. This is very possible he might. All right, here comes Ryder. Roger. I'm with Roger Saunders. All right, our historian Roger Saunders is here. Roger, we are on historic ground. Yes, we are. Yes, we've got the uh, men at 30 feet here with the sheaf. That's right. Sebastian's up next. Wait till you watch Sebastian. This guy throws farther with his arms than anybody I've ever seen. Now, how do you feel about uh, a lot of Europeans giving us a little poo-poo right there? Craig Sinclair and the Brit, they're all like, oh, I'm not sure this is a real thing. That's because there ain't, he's... Well, Craig Sinclair's Scottish, but right? But they should English, love this. You know. But look at here's here's the poll. Sebastian Winter, former strongman, second strongest man in the world, and he's about to be the Scottish and the English. And he just started to get the the field going. Look at him. He's 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 getting the crowd going. He's he's getting them fired up. What? Watch those arms, man. Get the long arm. Get the long arm and pull hard. Yes. Oh! Oh my gosh! Just like. He put it right up on the side, but Rejected it didn't get the roll. The bar. Just got rolled. Yep. Not gotten the roll. He'll get it. He is. He's got one more try. I think so. He's got one more try. He's, uh, he's funny. This is fantastic. Okay, Nick Hannock's up next. Nick was just telling me, great job, Sebastian. Well done. So you hear that? You could hear him. I love it. Nick, he should be good at this because he's yes. an East Coast guy. These Nick, guys are supposed to be the best at Sheaf. They Nick, tell me. Nick loves Sheaf. He's got a long, uh, a long um, three time. Yep. Um, he, uh, I was just talking to him. He, he was, he was basically saying that uh, he agrees that this should be right next to uh, Craig Sinclair's heart. It, it should, should be. be. It should be Caber and then this. That's if a, you're a Scotsman, uh, that's okay. I, yeah, I'd be okay with Scotsman. But even a Scotsman it should be Sheaf than Caber. Totally. Uh, yeah. Sheaf is Sheaf is more ancient than Caber ever was. In yeah. Have you, as you've established in your research, exactly. you know, and they just are not willing to admit it. It's no. crazy. Oh, he oh. had the height and he pulled it off pulled to the right hand side. Just a bit outside. He blocked a little bit too too early. Too, too early. Yep. A little bit too early. Okay, everybody. I'm going over here to Cal Moray. Kel, is that a two-time fork that you actually originally made that he just threw? Yeah, before Fork Talk ever existed. Right. So, and, and I was just telling Roger that even though it's a two-time and you shouldn't throw your fork, it's okay because it's two-time. Is it going to be a hook? It's not an antique. <laughs> it's Austrian. Oh, my gosh. Way to go, Jake. All right, Jake Sullivan just over at 30 feet. So, how do you feel about this? The master fork maker on the field with the... Uh, Sheaf, the mighty game. With two of the shittiest forks I've ever made. On the field? On the field. <laughs> yeah, and they're liking it. Zolkowitz loves it. That's good. Don't know why, but he loves it. And that's, uh... That's which one is he using? He's using the two-time... Andy, yeah. It's called Hayride. Hayride? Hayride. Oh, Andy. Andy just underneath again. Good try, Andy Vincent. Yeah, I was I was talking with everybody like, well, you know, what are they feeling about the uh, Europeans giving this a little poo poo, right? Craig, Craig Sinclair, Scotsman, saying, ah, it's a crap sport. We got our Brit here that's struggling, but we got our pole, Sebastian Winta, getting the crowd fired up and still going hard. Right, exactly. Yeah, he seems to enjoy it. I think Scott enjoys it too. He just, you know, he's still learning it. So now, now uh, Sean Betts is on the other side of the field. Uh, I was talking with him, just asking a little bit about uh, the, his um, experience with Sheaf and how long he's been using a three-time. And, uh, and of course, you've got a special gift for him later today that's pretty exciting, right? Yes, I do. Oh, no. yes. yes, I do. I should say we do. 
Steve and I have uh, been talking about it for a while and stuff, and we felt with the inaugural one that we should probably do something special. So we made it, and it ended up coming out a lot better than we anticipated. So uh, we did not use it for comp today, and uh, it's going to be given to him as a tr prize for his many years of uh, just being not only a great guy, but, you know, um, running clinics for women and things like that, things that he didn't really have to do, taking pretty much no, no money for things like that, you know, just being a great guy all around, you know. Yeah. And uh, that has a lot to, you know, a lot to be said for that, you know, people who give back to the games and stuff. Uh, you know, it's, it's starting to happen more and more. You're starting to see a little bit more, you know, that kind of gift showing up instead of everybody trying to charge an arm and a leg for everything, you know. Right. People are giving back, which is the way I think it should be, you know. It, 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 this is, you know, everybody's out there trying to, you know, make ends meet. It's kind of nice to have a little bit of thing, you know, like information passed around. And the guys are just getting a lot better at doing that. And I think Sean was kind of in the forefront of that. Excellent. You know? Yeah, well, it's I've, as I've told everybody uh, earlier on, on the podcast, I have seen it. It's glorious. I can't wait for it to be uh, applied. Uh, I checked in with Conway. The ghost of Denny still has not haunted him yet for having brought Sheaf to the field, but he's still nervous. Yeah, Denny's an, Denny's an old, old ghost by this point. <laughs> and, you know, just a wisp of a, a figure. Uh, you know, it's all legend and hoo-ha. And... Uh, that's what I told I him on think, the last, uh, I don't last think, time uh, I called in. I, I don't think uh, I don't think Denny's around today. He had somewhere else to go. Maybe go find his stones that have been lost or something. <laughs> get him out of the garage wherever he's at. You know, exactly. being kept. I told him we've established well that there's no way in hell he carried those stones across that bridge, and he was really upset with me. <laughs> so we'll see. You know, <laughs> not a good angle. Hey, Mike Z, you you just blocked a little early on on that last one because it ha it was up there yeah i mean i i'm not i haven't thrown sheaf maybe more than two other times this uh this season all right yeah so well you looked good then it, it felt good it just didn't go over the bar <laughs> yeah you honestly you just brought it a tiny bit low and it came yeah. off to the right because it was up high enough just outside wide yeah i i threw the two tie normally i throw the three tie so it's a little little different coming off doesn't have the same friction yep. comes off a little earlier That was huge. Matt Vincent over at 33 feet on his first go. Very nice. That was huge. That was perfect. Big, big. Big, big. He's still throwing prime after uh, traveling to Scotland and doing strongman over there. And comes back, he's able to do this. Nice. How was your weekend? Weekend was great. Actually, this, overall, this has been my best uh, Pleasanton games ever. Yeah, you were doing. You were brilliant on the caber this weekend. Yeah, no, it's, it was overall. It was a great comp. This is distance-wise my best throws ever. Excellent. So I'm glad to see that. Well, Big Daddy missed uh, history in the making. Probably the biggest history on the West Coast is Sheaf at Pleasanton, and he's not here for it. True. And and what do you have to say about that? What what, what struck you as weird about the fact that he wasn't here? Well, you know, Jay is a very outspoken young man, right? True, yes. Yes. But you would have think that uh, he would have told uh, people at work to go pound salt at some point along the way. Right. I guess that did not happen. Right. Since so, he does, so he does have a weakness. 
That's <laughs> it's a little mighty dollar, right? It must be, yes. They're running the life. Because since when does Big Daddy listen to the federal government? Yeah, yeah, exactly. When does he listen to anybody, right? Well, <laughs> except for me and you. You know, it's like, easy, buddy. But, yeah. you know, it's too bad he couldn't be here today because I think you'd really get a kick out of seeing this. You because know, uh, where else are you going to do this? We're... You have palm trees in the background, and I know it's glorious. You know, food. and in front of a crowd of this size. Yep. That looks like a Jonathan Irvin fork. Is it, Kel? I'm not sure whose it is or or anything. But it's a little flatter than the other one. Yeah, it's got a better better rake to it and uh, long, long fork. <laughs> Taped up at the at his right hand. Uh, where he Let's likes go, man. Come on, Matt. Okay, now he's going to go back down, same routine, shakes it off, down to the bottom of the track, last attempt at 35 feet, he comes back in, he's got the guys yelling at him, the crowd's clapping, he does a single spin, he goes up, he goes back, he drives, and it's up, oh, he does a great job, well done. Goes nuts. Very nice. A successful first chief competition at Pleasanton. Done. Done. Love it. Okay, I'm back. Hi. We just uh, finished chief. It was the first awesome. time. It was awesome, wasn't it? Was very awesome. That bag has got to be the coolest thing in the world. Right. That's because you made it. Because I built it, yes. <laughs> so there That's you go. That's great. So it's the number one original Paul Saunders bag. Well, yeah, it's number two. Well, I, that, I made one that we practiced with, and then this is the same prototype. Do you put beans inside that, that to get the extra weight? Is that what it's I got, heard? It's got 11 pounds of beans in it. Yeah. Wrapped with twine, hemp twine, and then covered. But the cool, the best thing about it is this is something everybody should do. It's got... Um, on the ends, it's got 3 8 rope, a ring of 3 8 rope on each end, tied together so it's a circle, and then it's got four pieces of rope on four corners tying the two of them together. Okay. So that when you hook and you pull on the one, you're not just pulling on the bag and you're not just pulling on the burlap, you're pulling on that rope which pulls on the back rope. Ah, ah, there you oh, go. So, so very clever. So it, very should, it should last longer because you're not depending on the burlap to give you the strength to pull right. it. You know, even you get some holes and stuff, and then you put your pull on the rope. I like this. I like that we're getting people making bags, and they're thinking of the engineering of the bags. This is really cool. I know. It's fantastic. And, well, I spent all day beating the crap out of bills to get it ready so it could even be considered because it was stiff and brand new. And I'm like, let's run over it with the truck. I was pounding it with a hammer. I put forks in it and was throwing it, so it was nice and clean. The difference is it's in the engineering because, see, he makes his with burlap, so you've got to shove through burlap and through other things of burlap. Right. See, but when, when you got to shove through the burlap, and then because it's just string wound, the forks can just slip through that string. Yep. They don't yep. have to poke through; they just find their way through. I, I found we found a new guest for talking about sheaf construction on Fork Talk. Yes, Paul. <laughs> I think we should name this Paul. sheaf, this particular sheaf. I think we should give it a name in honor of Paul. Okay. Haggis. The nice. haggis bag. The haggis bag. That's good. I like, I like that. that actually. I like that. That's good. Good job, Candy Sprinkles. <laughs> there you oh go. yeah, yes. That's the haggis bag. Hey, Roger. We have to. We'll have to we just decided on. that your brother's bag that he made for this that is being used 
It's called the Haggis Bag. We're going to be called the Haggis Bag. I like that. Haggis Bag is a good name for yeah. it. Yeah. In fact, Haggis Bag, in fact, Haggis Bag is a good... Haggis Bags. It, it's a good name for sh your your company of making sheets. Haggis Bags. Haggis Bags. Because, for, you know, you're one who is known to win a, a Haggis eating contest on occasion. Oh, did you hear they had a Haggis eating contest at Winston? No. So I walked over there. I heard they're going to have it. They announced it, so I ran over there. Yes. But they were they were the first round was speed, which you excel at. I, I killed you them. do that in, the, New the, 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 in Newport. The second round they wanted to do amount, volume. Yeah, and I said no. Because you, you got to throw. I got to throw, and I, even if even if I could eat volume, I don't want to be stuffed with haggis. You know, I if, could yes, I could probably win it, but its speed is good. If you if you had been a real competitor, you would have you would have wolfed that hang us down and then thrown up right after you threw your next. Okay, so what I what I did is I wolfed. I won the competition, the the opening competition. Yes. And then I just bailed out of the second one. Yeah. After I I won, and then there was these other guys still five minutes later. Because you know I in, in I actually actually timed me in Newport this year. Oh, did you? The How many first, seconds did it the take first you to finish? The first half pound was twenty six seconds. Holy cow! That's a lot. Now the second half pound, I I, I got I kind of slowed down. I was at thirty. Oh, yeah. Kind of sad. Right. Needed more water. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wait a minute. Here we are. I, I I need to talk to you. Did you just watch that? I need your. Did you watch the sheaf? Yes. Okay. I'm getting crowd information. Okay? Okay. So I am here in the grandstands double checking with how people like the first ever sheaf in Pleasanton, right? Awesome. Disappointed that the women didn't get a chance to also participate in that. Great point. You? Couldn't have said it better. And of course you're biased because you know someone who throws who's a woman. I do. And Adrian. who and who would that be? Adrienne Wilson, my daughter. Yeah. And my beloved niece niece right yes. which makes you guys what sisters right Correct. twins <laughs> twins of course you're twins you didn't notice the resemblance that way totally so i agree with you i actually thought at a moment there because i saw adrian kind of going over i thought they were gonna have the women do it first and then do the men um. so we've been struggling with this around the country but i think we'll eventually get the the elite women doing sheaf also here awesome but wasn't it awesome it was thrilling and the yeah. crowd was really into it yeah. i think they the loved, crowd it too. loved it yes it was well worth the time fantastic yes. ladies i enjoyed breakfast by the way <laughs> thanks <laughs> i'll see you over there okay thank you you look like nice people can i interview you how how was that what's your name ben ben and had you ever seen Sheaf before? No. And w is it not the awesomest thing you've ever seen in your entire life? It is the most amazing yeah. thing. Ever. Yes. <laughs> Do you know how heavy that bag was? No. 20 pounds. Oh, wow. Right? And you know how far they went up? No. 33 feet. Oh. Matt was going for 35 on that last one. Right? Yeah. It was good. Mm -hmm. um, what do you... Now, give me your opinion. Three-time or two-time? Did you see that there was different types of forks? No. Uh, no. Okay, so there was different kinds of forks, three-tine or two-tine. Did anybody here notice that? No. Spider-Man, did you notice that? No? <laughs> anybody? No. No. Okay, so this is good. This is a random poll then. What would you assume is better, three-tines or two-tines? Three. Two. Two-tines. Two I think three. I think two. Okay, so 
You are very cute, but you're wrong. <laughs> three times? Yes. Yes, why? Uh, Instruct her why three times is better. I don't know, it's just a bigger number, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Good answer, good answer. Three times, three times a charm. That's it. More stable on the court. Now, it's okay if you like two times. <laughs> Are you are you saying you'd be a two-time girl? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> See, I like the I like the conviction that you have, because if you're gonna throw a two-time fork, God forbid, I'm at least happy that you have the conviction to do so. Because if you do and grow up throwing two times, which I hope, were you watching the women throw? By the way, the caber and stuff isn't that amazing, right? So even the women can do this, and the women throw sheaf as well. They didn't today, but they can throw sheaf as well, right? How much did the caber weigh? The women's caber probably weighed about 70 pounds and was probably about 15 feet, maybe. How about yeah. the men's caber? The men's caber, uh, that last one that they were doing, was probably 125 pounds and it was probably 18 to 19 feet long. Wow. So, big caber. So, if you get into throwing and you throw two times sheaf, and you're going to get a lot of grief. Be strong. Be strong. Okay? What's your name, by the way, so I'll know when you're a pro someday. I can reference this and say, I once talked to... Emma. Emma. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming out, guys. Okay, and we're back to Fork Talk. Yes, we are, by golly. Out of the recordings. All right, so th there was quite a bit of uh, truncated bits there. Lots mm -hmm. of little clips of various interviews. Yep. What, what struck you? Well, I would say my major take-home points of that entire interview were uh, the fact that everybody obviously missed me. Yes. <laughs> uh, that was big. You know, uh, I basically screwed up everyone's chances of winning like Nick Kahanic, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, he, he credits me for him not actually placing first. Right, you know? right, yep. Um, which you know, I can live with that. How about, um, the, how, about, uh, how about Craig Sinclair, our, our friend from Scotland who we love, mm -hmm. given the old sheaf poo-poo? You know what? Poo-poo to him. Yes. That's what I got to say. He needs to learn how to throw that thing. If he wants to be the great thrower that he wants to be, which he is... He needs to learn to throw it. Same with Ryder, too. Right. Ryder disrespected that fork. Yeah. You know, if you're going to stick the fork into the ground, do you actually expect it to help you? <laughs> right. You know, right. If, if someone sticks you into the ground, are you going to help them? Probably well, not. I wish you could have seen that fork that Kel made. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you what. It was really special. Signed by all of the throwers. And they gave it to Sean in the in the kind of little private beer garden we have for mm -hmm. the, the athletes, and yeah. there were some tears. Oh, I bet it was I'll a bet. really special moment. It's pretty cool. Kel Kel Mulray does that, you know. He's he's kind of a crusty dude, but I'll tell you what, he's got a heart of gold, that guy. He does. He did the same thing for Miles Wetzel years ago when Miles had his heart problem. That's right. We talked about that. You Miles know, loves that fork. Yeah, but Miles, you know, he he can't talk about it without tearing up. So yeah. 
you know, so, I, I think uh, I think what we've what we've learned, and I think what we've taught, is that the Sheaf is a very important event. It is a crowd favorite. Yep. And now, big pleaser. We convinced over time some of the big names, some of the big deals, like Steve Conway, right? That it is a that is it is a crowd pleaser. It's a great event. Yep. And that you need to bring it up. Yep. It, right. It it went off really well, mm-hmm. and uh, Steve was happy. And he's expecting to, to continue it, and uh, and I'm excited for that because that's going to yeah, be good. Me too, especially since we're the ones that pushed it. Woo woo! And I just all all we want is our due. That's all we're asking for. Oh, we got it. Our due. It was well known that uh, we were helpful in that. Good. Yes. As long as they know it was us. All right. So big day. Let's pop out to um, our next segment. Yeah. Roger that, buddy. Stephen is my name. I'm the most wanted man on my island. Except I'm not on my island, of course. More's the pity. Your island? You mean Ireland? Yeah, it's mine. There okay. is. It's called I am a bill. Well, yes, it's I'm bills. only it's a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol yeah. Hill. Well, it's a Roger long, clip. long journey to the Capitol, Capitol City. Sitting in committee. <laughs> and I know there's going to be a long list of hope and pray that I will. But today I am still just a bill. Nice job, That was brother. brilliant. Yes, it was. Good you job. You know, that's, uh, that's the spontaneity that is Fork Talk, my brother. Indeed. Oh, are we recording? Yes, we are, man. Oh, baby. man, if I didn't know that, I was sung better. It's time for a pop culture. Pop culture. Pop culture. Pop culture. Pop culture and current events. And there's only one thing to talk about in pop culture and current events. Well, there's probably more, but this is all we got today. This is all we care about right now. And it is the vote. The vote. The vote. Is it a local vote? Oh, no. Nope. It's that vote over there in Scotland land. Yep, the big one. Yes. Um, it, uh, it obviously has been in the news a bunch because it doesn't often come up that a country... Uh, votes to secede from its current union true yeah and so it was a big one and um i thought we'd talk about it i mean it's um we uh we were obviously just in scotland Mm -hmm. and it was all the rage it's all anybody could talk about oh i can imagine it uh it dominated the news it dominated conversation it dominated the papers well you know i was in i was in hong kong in 93 when uh the lease was up and the brits were moved out oh were you really yeah and china was you know, going to be taking back over command. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's all they talked about. It was on every newspaper, every headline, you know. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, so the, um, and we, um, of course, were there um, just before the vote. We left just before it happened. So it happened just this last uh, Thursday uh, into early Friday was when the results came in. Um, I, you know, I'm sure everybody know. Actually, you know what I want to do? What? Okay, big day. We're gonna. I'm gonna play a clip okay. of Roger Saunders, our historian, that I interviewed on the field in Scotland okay. about this because he was doing some kind of informal polling, and we talked a little bit about it. So I'm gonna play that clip, and then we're gonna pop back into this. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, Fork Talk. We're back. Brent Abbott's on the uh, hammer. I'm standing next to the one, the only. The official historian of Fork Talk, Roger Saunders. Oh, Roger. oh, oh it went outside out. the vector. Yeah, that's a nice throw too. How you doing, brother? I'm doing okay. Yeah. Doing okay. Hey, I'm in Scotland. 
You are. And I'm throwing with some great throwers here. Yes, you are. You're throwing. I'm on the same field. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Mike McDonald. Yeah, Mike yeah. McDonald, Alistair Gunn. Yep. And and it's like that's like uh, playing a I don't know. Let's go play a pickup game of hoops with Jordan and Akeem yep. and you know whatever. Or like playing baseball with Willie Mays and Babe Ruth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It is awesome. So how's your Scotland trip been so far? It's been awesome. We we spent the first week up around the East Coast. Yep. And we saw some things that. We just went around, took all the back roads. Nice. We found this little this little castle that they're just starting to rebuild that um, got torn down after the last up, uprising. And um, it was really cool to look at. They're just getting ready to restore it again. So. Now, being a historian, is this kind of interesting for you to be here oh, at absolutely. a time when uh, they're going to have this vote next week to yeah. decide whether they're going to separate from the United Kingdom? It's been really fun to do that. I've sort of taken an informal poll this week of of uh, bartenders and B&B owners. Funny that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, it's about 90% for yes among those guys. So Interesting. Apparently it's like a, they say the working man says yes, the rich folks say no is what I've been hearing. So. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of emotion in it, so the yeses aren't even necessarily thinking about the all the implications no. of it. They just kind of want to be, you know, they want to say yes. Yeah, it's an emotional thing for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's interesting because we were talking about the fact that um, it's obviously an easy thing to say yes because it's very patriotic and right. feel. But but when they go to the ballot box, there might be a few more no's than they realize. There might point. be. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. It'll be interesting to find out. You know, our my heart says yes just because you know it's Scotland and they should be free. But you know, I'm not living here, so it's going to be an interesting decision. And I have to go. You have to go throw. I have to go throw. Okay, <laughs> we'll throw Roger. All right, Big Daddy. So there, there's that uh, clip from Roger, yeah? Yeah. Um, and, of course, being a historian, I, I wanted to get his take on it. He was fascinated by all of it while he was there, of course, because mm -hmm. he loves getting into that stuff. Yeah, that guy loves history. Yep. And, um, and so uh, I think what we were saying in that clip actually kind of came true because, as everybody knows, the vote did not pass. That's right. I it, think a lot of people, you know, on first... Uh, you know, on first uh, chop at that, probably thought, oh yeah, they're gonna. It's gonna be an overwhelming vote against you know, you know about Britain and getting out. Right. You know, and right. You know, everyone. But I think that they go by their gut reaction because the only thing most people know about Scotland is what they've seen from Braveheart. <laughs> right. You know, they're hearing William Wallace yelling freedom. Right. You know, they don't really know anything about it. They don't know that uh, you know the banks are involved in this stuff. You know. Well, three what three hundred years yeah. since they all got officially back together yeah it's a monumental thing that you know, it affects a lot of people it does yeah. it and does un unraveling a nation takes a lot more than just saying i or no yeah. right yeah because right. you got to think of the repercussions you know you got to think what what's it, what's life going to be like after this happens well and as we decided uh in scotland the word of the week was fucked fucked that's fucked which is actually a scottish word well you know the the scots say the scottish word for fucked. you mean the irish no, it's a Scottish word for fucked. Yeah, it's yeah. fucked. That's what I just said. Um, so You're the, fucked. The official, so just, for those who didn't see it, fucked. the official no the no vote, it was 2,001,926, which is 55.3% of the vote. And the yeses were 1,617,989, which is 44.7%. So a good 400,000 or so, uh, n almost 400,000 votes uh to the no they probably should have done some recon there because there might be some pregnant chads well they did actually that's what that was really interesting <laughs> that first of all 
what was model. really cool is because of it is so important and regardless of what side you were on everybody was taking it very seriously to make sure that they made a conscientious decision 85.59 percent of the people who were eligible voted that was, was pretty good it's amazing yeah. right which is ages 16 and up if you're a resident in scotland you don't have to be Right. You don't have to be a citizen of the United Kingdom. You simply had to be a resident. A resident in Scotland. In Scotland. So people who people from the EU huh. who were there, who were resident, were able to vote. Yeah. Um, I heard people actually flew from the United States to vote. Oh Scotland. really? Yeah. But they, but they with dual citizenship and such. Oh. Actually flew back to Scotland just to vote. I guess if they had a residency. If they had a residency, yeah. There was, but to your pregnant Chad thing, mm-hmm. there was only three thousand four hundred and twenty-nine rejected ballots hmm. out of the three point six million. That's very small. so. So even if every single one of those had gone to the yes vote, for example, you know, it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah. Um, the yes vote only carried four councils, which is our kind of our county, basically, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, Dundee City. Um, which is the only uh, ca- council that was kind of outside of a big metro area, so a small little area. That's where Crocodile Dundee's from. Um, that's where that's a sister city to, to Crocodile Dundee's Australian city. Oh, it is. I right. know that. Yeah. That's what I just said. And then uh, West uh, Dumbartshire, North Lanarkshire, and Glasgow. Those three uh, counties are right next to each other. Glasgow, actually, there's a Glasgow, Kentucky. Is it really? Yes, it has nothing to do there's with There's probably this. several Glasgow Kentuckys. Now the, no, well, there's only one Glasgow Kentucky. <laughs> oh, really? There's there may be several Glasgow cities in the United States. In the States, United States. And perhaps Canada. True. But there's only one in Kentucky. In Kentucky? That I'm okay. aware of. Yes. Well, that's and good there's only one in Scotland. Yes. True. Do you know that there's a, uh, a city called Please in the country of Niger? <laughs> really? Yes. Huh. Niger Please. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> or maybe we've been yeah anyway will you stop oh my god <laughs> it's the truth though there really is glasgow had a here's their vote and here's another reason why the the yes vote didn't win why is that so glasgow is the biggest city 400 plus thousand voters right of the 3.6 million right 53 percent voted yes 40 46 percent no so that was a delta of only twenty five thousand votes they had 75% turnout, so not the higher 85, almost 90% turnout. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest yes win was Dundee City, but they only had 118,000 total voters. They got a 79% turnout, so the vote difference there was 24,000. And so even though some big metro areas like Glasgow went yes, and it's the biggest city in, in Scotland, it wasn't enough. It wasn't overwhelmingly, right? Some of the counties went seventy, you know, sixty to, to 30s, mm-hmm. and it just it wasn't enough votes to get anywhere close to getting it. So there you go. That's it, was it. Very, it was very exciting. We watched the BBC live stream on uh, Thursday evening here. Yep. And it was very exciting, and they take it very seriously. I yeah. mean, as they should. It I was would a imagine, very serious yeah. Yeah. referendum. I mean, you know, I'm a... So first of all, I'm excited because regardless of the, f- I, I'm, I think they made the right choice. I happen to be on the kind of no side only because like you were saying, Big Daddy, I really felt like it, of course, was an easy thing to say yes. Yeah. I want to be patriotic. I want to be on my own, all of that. But they really weren't thinking about how you disconnect infrastructure that deep in, you know, inside of a country. They and didn't have a game plan. It it, it really wasn't. Yeah. The, the, yes, right, the yes team yeah. truly was kind of doing the... Yeah. Well, we should succeed because, you know, we don't like the way everything's going. 
Um, but we'll just figure out the rest on the on the way. Yeah, and yeah, and that just fine. that just didn't seem like the right answer to right. me. I, I think they should have gone through the political process. But the great thing is voting be- with your heart versus your head is gonna be two right. different things, yeah. But what was awesome is because of this, they are gonna get a lot of concessions. They are gonna get a lot more control in the Scottish Parliament to make decisions on what they're doing and devolve some of those powers out of London, mm-hmm. which is just fine. Well and it's uh, not just Scotland, I mean Wales, I think, I think Wales, England, we, Northern we, Ireland, they're all going to they're all going to benefit, and it's going to be more, it's going to move more towards the federal. They're all going to benefit. They're all going to benefit. Similar mm-hmm. to what we have with the United States and the states. Now the now the Braemar Games were just the week before, right? Mm-hmm. And the Queen was there to watch those games, and she's been hanging out in Balmoral, in Scotland, during this whole process. She's got balls. Well, it was kind of more of a Scotland is. You know, everybody. The, the big, the big story, Big Daddy, was the Queen was staying neutral. She wasn't saying anything about this. But mm-hmm. everybody who's commenting saying, "Well, the Queen of the United Kingdom is obviously a unionist. She doesn't want to see Scotland secede from the total group, mm-hmm. and she loves Scotland. She lives there a ton of time in Balmoral. It's one of her favorite places on the planet." You know, she's always there for the games, etc. The word is that she visits the nude beaches quite often. <laughs> really? It's a word on the street. Hey, now. Oh, yeah, I know. Candy does. She visits nude beaches when they're not even nude beaches. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, anyway. That so being the, said. So they, the, I know some people are taking this very hard. They really wanted uh, this know, whole and I, independent thing. And I, and I feel bad for them. But honestly, having lived in England... And spent some time in Scotland, but of course not Scottish. I'm not suggesting I know better than they, but I just really feel like they made the right choice here. I think the people that are taking it hard are the people that don't have any worry about it. It's you know, I, I see these Americans on Facebook, you know, making it a big deal. It's like you know what we got, we got a whole political system of our own that's that's fucked up. I mean, we got a it's president fucked. that's just doing whatever he wants to. It's fucked. You know, we got all kinds of shit going on here. It doesn't affect me. You know, that's what my, my, my deal is. My chop on the whole Scotland thing is I don't care. And the reason, it's not that I don't care about Scotland. It's not that I don't care about the Scottish people or English. Right. It doesn't affect me. It's none of my business. You know, it, it doesn't make a difference to me because I'm not educated enough to know, because I don't need to be educated enough to know what it's going to cause them problems. Or not. It wasn't until recently that I even knew anything about it because I've been reading about it. Right. Yeah. But you know, if you'd asked me a month ago and you said, "Hey, Jay, you know this boat's going to come up. What do you think they're going to do?" I'd say they're probably going to vote yes. Right. But that's only because, like everyone else, I only know the, polit- the, the politics that I uh, I know from friends and from what I've seen on TV. Right. I don't really, you know, I haven't lived there. I don't. I don't know the country. I can't make decisions based on anything. Right. So it's none of my business. Well, it's very, yeah. it's a, it, as you suggest, it's a very different country than it was, you know, a hundred years ago. Yeah. And so. They're not cutting off heads anymore, you know, you know, when, when people don't do what the queen says. That's no. true. Right. It's it true. It's really nothing like that. It was to be there at a very historical moment for Scotland and the United Kingdom. It was, yeah, it, it was exciting. And it was very interesting. It is. It, it is. I'm sure it was exciting. And it just as it was exciting when I was in uh, Hong Kong, when, uh, when the British rule was up. Yeah. You Did know? you see Prince Charles? Did you shake his hand? In, no, he wasn't in Hong Kong. I thought he was for the handover. He wasn't when I was there. When I was there, it was before the handover. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, no, it just, like I said, none of my damn business, <laughs> you know. It's so, it's unusual for you not to have an opinion on something of this nature. Well, I have opinions on things that affect me. Ah, 
you know, and my family and my friends. Okay. And, you know, whether Scotland secedes from the UK doesn't affect me one bit or another. Now, that being said, my friends who are affected by it, right? you know, that doesn't mean my heart doesn't go out to them if they wanted one way versus the other. Right. Mm-hmm. I sympathize with that. Right. But I don't have an opinion on whether it's good for you or bad for you because I don't live there. It would have been good for us if they had said yes because then their economy would probably be in the shit for quite some time and we they would have a brand new currency and when we go there to throw in the future, it would be less expensive. Fuck it. You should have voted yes, you dumb <laughs> bastards. Scotland, what about us? Yeah. Exactly. Our Idiots. exchange rate would have you, been much better. You dumbasses. <laughs> Next year, you better vote yes. That's right. <laughs> right. All right. And uh, speaking of uh, things we love, I am going to finish this segment with a little sponsor shout. Should we do that? Oh, yeah. Yes? Love the sponsor shouts. All know, right. I'm, and when it comes to sponsors, I love both of them. You do. (laughs) (laughs) Hint, hint, ladies and gentlemen. Clevenger Sheaves, baby. Setting a level of excellence in anything you do is a worthy accomplishment. Transforming the battered burlap pillow bag sheaf of old into a work of art. That is the trademark of a Clevenger bag. Sure is. Distinctive in look and performance, Clevenger Sheaves are hand-built to exacting specs for consistency, long life, and PR flying joy. (laughs) 2016 and 10 pound options big daddy he is up i think close to like 600 bags at this point show sheet says 500 that was an old bit i monk bobo the monkey oh, boy did bobo not the monkey fix boy it fucked up again <laughs> nice job bobo. Bobo. clevenger is also sponsoring duncan mccallum who was throwing much better down in, in uh, pleasanton he yeah, was he, feeling better well he won the, he won the uh, a class in p-town yes he was feeling much better, and it was so, good to so see much him for out his there. Pro debut. Um, and you can contact him via Facebook, Clevenger Sheaves. Tell them Fork Talk Essentia. Absolutely, we love Clevenger. We love the sheaves he makes. He yes. makes forks too. Yes, he does. Yep. All right, so we're out to the next segment. Segment out. You tell your king that William Wallace will not be ruled, nor will any Scot while I live. Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu to you ladies of Spain. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And so never more shall we see you again. Thanks for listening to Fork Talk with your she-fork-wielding lovable host, Big Daddy and Hoss. Check out www.fork-talk.com for more episodes. We throw heavy stuff for fun, people. Caber up!